So, the next morning, rise and shine. You didn't have to get up at the crack of dawn. Or, you know, woken up to the sound of somebody throwing up over yeah. the side of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those druids, their feet's kind of on the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are summoned, you know, and the servants are come in. And they say that the, the king, or the king, the lord, requests your presence. And so they, uh, they leave and give you opportunity to, you know, present yourself or whatnot. So, the four of you. Captain Roberta, Fawn, Alex, and Violet. Y'all are basically taken to, uh, well, the royal court. And you see the throne that Lord Arthur sits on, and of course his other throne next to him where uh, Lady Gwendolyn sits. But she is not present today. It's just him. And you see two other figures. They're standing there, clad in armor. You see the first one. He has, well, he's basically a knight. He has a full plate armor and everything. And uh, he has his helmet actually taken off out of respect. So he's got his basically bucket head armor, or helmet, sitting right here in his shoulder. You know? And you see, and you can tell that he, uh, the crest that he carries is actually the uh, crown. So you can tell he's from the uh, capital. Then the other one that you see, his looks cooler. Like, objectively cooler. <laughs> he is. Uh, he has a full plate as well. However, his uh, actually has, like, kind of like the dragon, like, pauldrons. And it has a dragon head on the chest, you know. And you can tell that he is uh, actually probably from here. Because he, his um, symbols also carry the uh, symbol of Hirodraka. You know, so he is a knight as well. But he is a knight that's from here. Hmm. Mm-hmm. In my head, you say fear Draca, and I think like Draca, like Draco, like dragon, and then fear, it's literally fear dragon. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose, or is that just... It's actually not fear, uh, fear, uh, FYR, it's actually fire. Uh, oh, okay. And then Draca is dragon, but so... Was, yeah, okay, okay. I gotcha. Yeah, essentially fire dragon. Fire dragon. Dragon okay. fire, however you want to, you know, say that there. Um, also fear the dragon. But in this, they are the dragon, or at least their symbol is. So, yes. it's like, fear me, also fire, also that dragon over there is kind of scary. Yep, and let's see. <laughs> Rock the dragon. <laughs> you have these two knights that are standing in the court. Okay, and they're standing over to the side. Um, yeah. Throw just hand to the side. So Lord Arthur, he sees you all enter the room. As he does, he, you know, greets you. He says, "Good day." Good morning. Uh, I trust the accommodations were well. Yes, very fluffy. <laughs> very dark, just as we like it. Yes. <laughs> very some other adjective. <laughs> And of course, the, the captain, she goes, yes, it was breezy. It reminded me of being on the sea, but more comfortable. And I didn't have to worry about my ship going off course. That's always good. Yes. So, uh, Lord Arthur, he, uh, he tells you basically, you know, you, got, you can approach. Let me introduce 
our two esteemed guests. We have Sir Tiferius. He's the one that wears the crown symbol. He's from the capital. And then the other one he introduces is Sir Robert Fiordraca. <laughs> and then there's the Rosemurta. And the Rosemurta. <laughs> the Rosemurta, the Roberta, and the Robert. It's triple R threat. We also have a Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you it's had a Bobby. Bob. He's gone now. You had a Bobby. Rip Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor. Yeah, that's a sad tale for another time. <laughs> but yes, he introduces him as uh, Sir Tiferius and Sir Robert Fiordraca. And as he introduces Sir Robert, he says, This is my cousin. I mean, that's not like a euphemism, right? He's like your literal cousin. No, he is actually my cousin. Okay. <laughs> yes, he is my cousin. Okay. We are related by blood. Okay. And uh, he continues, he says, They have arrived here uh, at the request of Morgan, the Mistress of Magic. Slimefinger's new best friend. It appears the, the king doesn't want to address the problem with Ulrich currently. He feels uh, diplomacy is the best bet. Um, well... Yes. I don't have my trust anymore. I need to find my book. <laughs> have you seen a Rudinomicon somewhere? That's not it. It might be Freezer Burnt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he tells you that the the council, or more specifically the mistress, believes that this threat is larger than anything that we've ever faced before. And Drastic times call for drastic measures. Not to sound rude, but you're trying to make friends with the people who blasted a giant hole in your wall? The king is, yes. Oh, okay. He believes that diplomacy is best, that we can return to the old days when Ulrich and his clan members were part of our society before they were, um, how do you put it, relocated. Forcibly. Yes, there was some of that. Well, you know, I'm I'm all for friendship. I'm, I'm sure I've ever written for that. But yes, friendship I'm all is for magic. Friendship, yes. <laughs> magic also makes friendship. <laughs> you got spells that for is, that. That's very true. Yes. It will stop a slapping contest just like that. <laughs> <laughs> or it has in the past. We'll see. But he he tells you that. Um, Morgan, the mistress of magic, she sees this threat as something larger. And uh, so she has commissioned these two knights on a quest to hopefully find a solution to this dragon problem. So her solution then isn't necessarily diplomacy. No. Okay. Her diplomacy is, well... If Ulrich brings a dragon, then maybe we should bring a dragon, too. Do we have a spare dragon? <laughs> <laughs> he tells you, Fyrdraka is the birthplace of the dragons. At one point in history, we actually had uh, these this order. They were actually dragon riders. They were dragon knights. Uh, they bonded with these dragons from very young age. 
and then they essentially uh, used them and combat to protect our interests. However, when the divine sleep occurred, which put all the divine uh, into a long slumber, it inherently affected the dragons as well. Uh, the, what, the, what about us? Rewind. You said all the divines asleep. Is yes. that something that I'm supposed to know what that is? <laughs> he says, ah, my apologies. I realize you just woke up a few weeks ago. <laughs> he says, look, let me um, give a history lesson. And then Vel's over here like, I already know this, <laughs> you know, but go ahead and tell me again, you know. But yes, he gives you a little quick history lesson. There are eight divine. A couple hundred years ago, the Black Iron Wall was essentially erected using magic. It was a mixture of magic and also uh, smithing alchemicals and such, which created this black iron, which had multiple properties. One, uh, any non-human creatures uh, were drastically affected by it, would be harmed by it. Uh, it felt like a, a burning sensation almost. Blades and such were already made with it, but they wanted extra protection to keep Ulrich and his band away from it. As we found out that Ulrich could be harmed by it as well. This anything that carries uh, what we call the divine uh, or ether, the divine essence, can be harmed by the black iron. Huh. So, is there, I mean like hypothetically, <laughs> if I was divine and someone came at me with one of those fancy swords, could I could like uh, pr protect myself from that with something? Is there a thing? Mm. Well, as long as it doesn't breach your armor. I don't wear armor. I wear a flowery dress. I have an umbrella. Well, if it touches your skin, it's going to burn. That's not good. Very fiercely. And this is why this wall was created, was to separate the Black Dragon Clan and the other exiles and keep them away from the southern lands due to their raiding and such and pillaging. This also affects uh, the other kinds, like such as the Fae, the Elves, anything that carries any kind of a marker from the Divine, including our eight that lived here. Well, during this process, when they created this wall, uh, they used an extraordinary amount of resources. And doing so, it, it put them in what would they call the Divine Sleep. It was this slumber, uh, almost a uh, catatonic state that they laid in, they are still living, but you know they're unable to you know, awake. Really, um, really know anything's going on. Uh, you can poke and prod them all day, and they wouldn't even react to it. Mirrodin. I'm working out chron chronology in my head. <laughs> prophesized that one day, when they were needed once again, that they will all awaken. From their divine slumber. But during this period, Uther, Fyrdraka, who was the original dragon rider, he fell into the divine sleep. He was one of the divine, the divine that represented us and our region. But his dragon was affected as well. Unfortunately, when his dragon was affected, it affected all of the dragons. 
that came after. You know, I'm really relating to these divines that have been hun asleep for hundreds of years. Like, I, I kind of I feel that on a personal level. <laughs> so I think maybe the, the waking up of the divine slash dragons might be some something to put on the to-do list. <laughs> well, he tells you, th when the dragons fell also into this slumber, uh, they became a target from the other regions. This is what held our military power for many years, and they saw an opportunity to rid us of that advantage. Many of them were slaughtered. The riders and the dragons as well. The ones that did survive never showed their faces here again. There is actually one such legend, if you choose to believe it, that he continuously shows himself in different parts of Ethelsage and even over the Great Sea. People have reported sightings of him, and his name is Charles Garion. However, he's just a legend. I'm going to ask Bill, is he just a legend? <laughs> Bill's like, I never met the guy. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but also in an extraordinary event, when apparently this dragon awoke, so did the divine. They have begun awakening as well. Which leads us to our predicament. So who all is awakening? Are any of them awake now? Aside from, you know... We've heard reports from the others that the other divine that their, their representatives have been awakening. Uh, there's a few that we have not heard back from as far as confirmed reports that they are actually awakened yet. Meriden is one of them. Of course, no one knows where he was actually sleeping to begin with. Yeah, I was about to say, like, do they have them, like, in crystal coffins, a la, like, Snow White, or... <laughs> Before they laid themselves down for the rest, because this is one of those that didn't come upon them, they actually were able to prepare for it. Um, they, they felt the, the pull of it, the calling as I called it. And when they did so, they, they erected these special tombs to protect them in the meantime. Well, one of those, Divine Meriden, he had so many enemies, he created multiple ones. So, no one actually knows where he is. So it's like one of those cup games, right? If you have the cups <laughs> and you put a pebble under one of them and mm -hmm. shuffle them around. <laughs> Except it's, The captain uh, taught me how to play this game. Yeah, I don't know how to play this. <laughs> I've seen this. But, but you yeah. have to put the pebble in your sleeve. That's the secret. That's <laughs> what so he tells you. He says, Meriden, from what I know of him in history... He is a master when it comes to the illusion. Uh, when it comes to making you, you think you know what's going on, but you really don't know what's going on. He's in the sleeve. That's the answer. <laughs> yes. The closer you look, the less you actually see. Uh, he is among those that have not reported back. But we also have a, uh, a problem as well. Uther had supposedly awakened and so has his a dragon which would be great for us because then we could actually even the field why do you say would be great like you mean he's not awake or he's not on our side as circumstances would have it his 
burial chamber has been taken over. Hmm. Why? <laughs> you would guess it. Black Dragon Clan. Somehow they had discovered the location, and they have actually laid siege to it. He rests below this castle in the catacombs. These catacombs are designed to be a maze. Very amazing. <laughs> someone had to make that joke. <laughs> he tells you that for someone to actually find this, to actually find the correct path, they would have needed some uh, additional information. There's no way they could have possibly blindly navigated this and found it. should have had a memory ring. I've got one of those. <laughs> hey, maybe we can use that. If we go find the maze, we can use the time memory ring. Find some information. Maybe. And this is when Sir Typhirius chips in. And he says, Lord, if I must, we have been tracking these members for a few days now. We have tracked their movements and we know exactly where they are. The problem is, well, there's more than just the two knights can handle. We needed some uh, outside assistance. From two days? <laughs> With the armies on high alert, with an impending attack, and who knows how long these clan members have been here, we cannot really go and uh, use our own assets. We don't know who we could trust currently. We don't know if we have someone that's giving this information from the inside, or maybe they use some other means. If you would join us, this would make our job much easier as we're given this quest to go in there anyways I would like to live coming out I mean that <laughs> seems fair I would like to live as well maybe <laughs> Tiferius... we together we can both live <laughs> or as Tiferius says he goes I would like to go complete this walk into the tavern have myself a drink and call it a day or you say a day might be like a week. <laughs> I'm like not clear on the time frame at the moment. But yes, I'm we, on board. We were hoping Slimefinger would uh, join us. That as may he was, happen. He was instrumental in sending that message to us. However, we understand that he's indisposed at the moment. Just give him a little time. He'll pop up somewhere. <laughs> He'll pop up somewhere. Can I copy that sigil on the and just like I want to have like a copy of it somewhere maybe I can maybe I can make him poof back into the sigil that I carry around maybe if we copy the sigil light it on fire <laughs> put some mana into it put some mana into it just need lots, some more mana lots and lots of mana <laughs> with our mana combined with our mana combined we can produce a slime finger just go down to the city streets, put your hands up in the air, and collect all the mana from the people in the world. Mana from heaven. Mana bomb. <laughs> <sighs> That's going to be an exploit soon. I know somebody's going to do it. Oh, do it. 
You just planted By that somebody. Seed. Who do you mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. So as he explains, we are ready to go at this moment. I understand you may need to collect your belongings, your gear. We'll meet you at the outside or the entrance of the catacombs in about an hour. Am I able to keep my room just for me later? Just make sure nobody touches it. I'm sure they Because they might it. not experience something nice. <laughs> Lord Arthur, he looks and he says, Yes, I will have guards posted. And if you hear anything in there, it's nothing. There's like a servant allocated to her room to make sure that the spores grow nicely in her absence. <laughs> Just cultivating the more. <laughs> Please slam finger into the heavy room, otherwise it would just have writing on the wall. Need more mana. He has a room, it's just like a pool of slime. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, right. Yeah. Instead of a water bed, it's it's full of slime. <laughs> oh, that is gross. One of the servants goes in goes to the door, is gonna go change the sheets or something, and the guy stops you, he's like, You don't wanna go in there. <laughs> it's not pretty. It's not pretty. That's all it is. It's not even a bed, really. It's just it's just a slime that's in the shape of a bed. And he just lays in it. It's like a gelatinous, like, cube. But it's... Yeah, it's a gelatinous rectangle. And if you look very closely, you'll see Bob in there. No! Bob! <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Jay's getting drunk. Okay, so... As one should... <laughs> Well, the captain, she goes, I'm built for the sea. Ah, this, mm, I have this thing, uh, you know, when I go into places and the walls just start closing in on me. And I know, mm. she goes, I'm going to go back to my ship <laughs> and I'm going to wait for Slimefinger to come back because he's got to come back eventually. And if he's going to come back, he'll come back to the ship. Right, guys? Right. Okay. Fantastic. So she starts leaving. <laughs> Okay, see ya. Didn't even wait for a reply. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'll be over there. She's like, that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gone. Hey, why don't, why don't you get a crew for us ready? How about that? You go find some people, hire them. Yeah, well, actually, Lord Arthur, he tells you that. He says, he says, you complete this for us, I will hire a crew for you. Okay, so don't screw it up. <laughs> What could possibly go wrong without Slimefinger? <laughs> with Slimefinger or without, without yeah. Slimefinger? Hmm. <laughs> Smooth sailing, no pun intended. Uh, but yeah, so the two knights, they uh, take their absence. <laughs> uh, and then, you, you know, the three of you can go and gather your belongings and such. I'm going to take this one, but not that one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we're going to stop for the moment. Taking out her favorite molds. Take a little <laughs> intermission before we return with the next session.